welcome back to another edition of Best Bets. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. As always, follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. And as always, join with us here on Best Bets, Chris James and Gene Clements. Follow Chris on Twitter at CJ Florida Nine. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Clements. And if you're not familiar with the Best Best podcast, what this is is our best picks of the weekend against the spread for college football and the NFL. So as always, we love the fact that you guys show us support. You tune in, you listen, but be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and also subscribe on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash FBGP podcast. And also be sure to check out and subscribe to the football game plan network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. So we're just going to get this thing started right away. We're going to kick off with college football and one of the games that I'm looking at on the schedule right now, East Carolina, 10.5-point underdogs against Temple. And that number is dropping. So when I look at Temple, I've seen Temple play this year. I, I do believe they have talent on the perimeter. Their offensive and defensive line can be questionable at best. On the defensive side, they have a really good pass rush. Offensively, I think their offensive line can leave a little bit out there to be desired. So when you look at East Carolina coming into this ball game and they've quietly turned their season around since losing to North Carolina A&T. So to me, this 10.5-point margin is a little bit sketchy. Now, I don't know if they can flat-out beat Temple, but I think 10.5 is a lot to ask against uh, the Owls football team. So I would say take ECU in the points here. You know, I'm, I don't have the level of familiarity that I used to when Matt Rule was there. But what I will say is, I know how gritty of a football team it was at that point. I know some of the traditions have probably carried on, and that's the type of team that you don't want to that you don't want to play. Uh, so it, it makes sense. You're seeing that the the, the numbers are going down, so catch it while it's uh, making its way down. You don't want to wait till it gets too low. I'm actually going to move to a team that's one of the surprise teams in college football this year that no one talks about. It's from actually a major university in a major conference. Uh, this is the Kentucky Wildcats. You know, quite as kept. Kentucky is making moves this year, uh, getting some big victories in the SEC, and they're looking like the second best, if not the best, team in the East in some respects right now. They're playing against Texas A&M. We know everything that's going on with Texas A&M. If you haven't seen the the short video clip, that you haven't been paying attention to the internet. Uh, but Texas A&M is a favorite here. And listen, they are at home. Check. They are playing against. Kentucky, which doesn't look like the sexy pick, check. But six points is a lot to carry against a team like Kentucky. Uh, listen, if you look at the schedule of who Kentucky's played against this year, you know, opened up against Central Michigan, they got the W there by 15, but beating Florida at Florida by double digits, blowing out a team uh, in Murray State that they were supposed to, winning decisively against Mississippi State, and then also winning decisively against South Carolina. I think this is another team that they can carry, uh, that they can cover against, if not straight up win. I like what Kentucky's doing. And watch out for that defensive line. They are a terrible with uh, Mr. Jones coming out the corner. Emory, for my first game, I have Liberty University traveling to New Mexico State. Um, New Mexico State hasn't been impressive all year. They have four losses um, to only one win. That one win was against UTEP. It's not a very good win. Um, their losses have all been by double digits. A few have been blowouts. 
including a 17-point loss to their rival, New Mexico. And Liberty just happened to handle New Mexico by double digits. So I, I believe that they have the capacity um, and, and the talent to beat New Mexico State based off of what I've seen them do versus other teams. And so for me, giving up those four points with Liberty is nothing. I do that happily, four, four and a half, whatever it might be at that time. I'm okay giving it up. I'll take the Liberty on the road over New Mexico State. Next game I'm looking at Missouri plus one at South Carolina. Now, this game is probably – the reason why this number is so low, it's a pick em game. Um, and both of these teams, to me, are mediocre. But when you look at the X factor, I think Missouri has the better quarterback in the situation. They're more apt to really kick it in gear, so to speak, offensively. I know South Carolina has good defense, and um, they have the defensive-minded head coach. But, again, if I have to take a chance in college football on the team – to put points up on the board, I'm always going to side with the offensive team and Drew Locke in Missouri. So I would say take Missouri in the points in this one. Essentially a pick'em game, so I'm rolling with the Tigers. Yeah, and that's that's one where I mean you're playing with fire in this one. It's which quarterback can be more competent, um, and Drew Locke theoretically is a more competent quarterback. So hopefully one of those guys does not turn into a turnover machine. Uh, I think that that's a good pick there because the more talented of the two is Drew Locke. I'm going to stick in the same conference, and this is uh, – <laughs> I had some success with it last week with LSU uh, actually showing out. But they're making a trip, and this is kind of near and dear to my heart if anyone knows anything about me. Uh, LSU is traveling to Gainesville to play against Florida Gators. And this is, a, this is always a close game. This is always a game full of uh, tight battles. But the line is down to two and a half, maybe even two points in some places with uh, LSU favored. Listen, the biggest portion that's been missing out of LSU's offense for years is competent play at the quarterback position. LSU has not had lots of talent over the last couple of decades, but if you think back to Matt Mock, he wasn't the greatest or most talented quarterback, but he was competent. And so far, Joe Burrow has been competent. You add a lot of talented players in there and a guy who, and Felipe Franks, has more talent than Joe Burrow, but has not been the most competent quarterback in situations. I think LSU ends up covering that two to two and a half, ends up winning by about seven. Pittsburgh comes into this game, and they just haven't really been impressive this year. Um, they have a win over Georgia Tech, but in all honesty, it's not a quality win as it would be in years past because this isn't the Georgia Tech team that we're used to. Um, meanwhile, Syracuse, they are going to come into this game at Heinz Field with something to prove because head coach Dino Babers is going to be telling his team, hey, don't let Clemson beat us twice. Um, they're going to be focused. They're going to be ready to go. They're the better team. They're the better coach team. Um, and so, you know, giving up those four points um, on the road doesn't scare me at all. I look for Syracuse to roll and the roll pretty handily in this one um, in Heinz Field um, with that with that 12 with that 12:20 kickoff. So I'll take Syracuse and I'll give that four points. Moving over to the NFL now, and the pro game has been 
a little bit up and down this year as far as gambling is concerned. Uh, a lot of shocking results on game day, but I'm going to start off with the New Orleans Saints and the Washington Redskins. The Saints are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Washington's offense is sort of pedestrian in this day and age of the NFL, uh, to put it lightly, but what keeps them afloat, to me, they have great defense. I think their defensive front seven in particular is going to be outstanding. I understand this line here. I do believe with Mark Ingram back in the fold, the Saints offense will look a lot more normal, so to speak, although their defense it last week may have been an aberration, but we'll find out. So I can feel comfortable with this number and land the points with New Orleans. I think they cover against the Redskins. You know, I, I'm apt to agree with you, especially since they're back home. We've seen that they're starting to get things back together. Mark Ingram alleviates some pressure on Alvin Kamara. I'm going to say this. It's a frightening game for me. Uh, having a guy come off of a bye week to prepare for a defense that could not stop my flag football team at one point. Going against a team that is trying to re-ingratiate a player into the fold. Uh, I'm apt to go with New Orleans covering with you, but that is a scary game to me. I'm going to go with a game that probably very few people are going to see on the schedule, uh, except for our West Coast folks. And this is one that when I looked at the when I looked at the schedule this week and looked at the spreads, this stuck out to me. And it's Arizona playing at the 49ers. Now, last week we closed out the show and I said do not touch the 49ers Chargers game. It's because of the same factor that played into what we see from some of these games where I don't think the Chargers took them seriously early on. Made a lot of mistakes. San Francisco showed out. I think that's inflating this number and why San Francisco's favored by four. I think the Cardinals is just a better team at this stage with who's playing quarterback for the 49ers, a guy like David Johnson being on the other side. I think the Cardinals not only covered that plus four, but I think they went outright in San Francisco. As much as I love Russell Wilson, and and I think that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, it's really hard to look at that offense and what he's got to work with at the receiver and tight end um, position, especially with their starting tight end going down. Um, with that being said, man, the Rams are coming into town and they're on fire. Um, Seattle's not going to be at full strength. The Legion of Boom is officially dead. Um, and I don't see this Rams team taking their foot off the gas. I think they'll continue to play well. Um, and the seven and a half points that the Rams are giving up in this game is something I'm more than willing to give up. Um, so I'm going to take the Rams at Seattle, which is a tough place to play. Um, and I'm going to give up that seven and a half points. I'm going to go back out west and, and I look at a game between the Oakland Raiders and Los Angeles Chargers. And the Raiders are four and a half point underdogs. And we've seen the Raiders kind of be in ball games. I don't think they are a bad team per se. To me, their defense has probably performed better than expected. So they've exceeded expectations. It's been their offense that has been struggling. But in this game, and we saw them win last week against the Browns. Their defense started to come to life toward the end of that ball game, got them into overtime. Their offense got into gear uh, late and got them into overtime. The Chargers still don't play defense, I don't believe. And I think this number here is a little bit tough. I mean, I get it because the Chargers do put the ball in the end zone, but they have been lax defensively. And I think this game could look a lot like the Cleveland Browns game. So in that case, I'm going to say take Oakland and the points here because I feel as though the Raiders 
are primed for uh, another for let's say for an encore performance of what we saw last week against Cleveland, I think they can actually go in there and knock off uh, Los Angeles. But I do think they can cover uh, the spread here. So I would say take the Raiders in the points. And it's funny. I think this started at six. So getting down to four and a half, I think the betting public agrees with you. And that this will be one of those field goal late games for either team. Uh, I'm going to actually stick in the same division with Oakland. And I'm going to go with the team that's the hottest team. We just watched them. We, 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 we see Patrick Mahomes doing all the big things because why? Uh, he's got a lot of talent, folks, and he's good at football, and he's not scary. But anyway, this is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, there's a couple of things that play and come to play here for me. I watched that game on Monday night. Chiefs should have lost. They just had a team that seemed like they're not ready to win with a quarterback that's not ready to win. So you got Patrick Holmes and company coming home off of a short week, off of playing in 5,800 feet above sea level. So a lot of tired folks, a lot of knocked around folks. And guess what Jacksonville likes to do? Tire you out and knock you around. Jacksonville is a two-point underdog in this game. I think they went outright, and I actually think that they put – the stifle down on the Chiefs because this defense is angry from what happened to them in Tennessee. We saw what they did last week. I think they do a very similar thing in some respects this week, getting after Patrick Mahomes and company. And I actually think Blake Bortles, as middling as he can be, will put up some points against a defense that seriously cannot stop anyone. Uh, they make the Saints defense look really good. So, I would say take the Jags not only to cover the two, but also to win straight up. Emory, my next game is down in North Carolina. Um, you've got the Panthers coming off of a bye week, um, getting healthier, incorporating new players in. Cam Newton has been, has been great thus far. And they welcome in an inconsistent Giants team whose quarterback doesn't play very well on the road and that has a still has a bunch of defensive pieces that are not playing either up to their potential or they're they're dealing with injuries. I, I like the way Carolina's playing right now. I like the way um they're playing on defense. I like the way that they're scoring the ball. Cam Newton's checking that ball down when he needs to, his completion percentage so far as the, as the highest I've seen it. Um, I think that that is why I'm comfortable with giving up the seven and a half points. Um, so I'll take the Carolina Panthers uh, minus seven and a half versus the Giants. So that's it for another edition of Football Game Plan's Best Bets. Remember, follow Chris on Twitter at CJFlorida9. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Clemens. Myself at FBall Game Plan. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com slash football game plan. And again, bet responsibly. We wish you guys the best of luck out there, and we will talk to you guys next week.